Welcome back. It's Stacey and Pete again, and it's the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast, here to bring you a nice, warm hug of nostalgia. A little nostalgia love. (laughs) So for the Week in Review, I shared this post, and I've actually shared about this show several times. I don't think that you know it. Have you ever heard of the show Roundhouse? I know I've heard the name, but I didn't watch it. Okay. So it was a part of the original SNCC lineup, which is on Saturday nights on Nickelodeon. It started in 92 and ran until 96. Okay. So I think that I watched the earlier seasons and then I kind of fell off because I was like 12, you know. And so when I was like 15, 16, I think I kind of. You're too old. I wasn't watching Nickelodeon as much, you Mm -hmm. know. It was kind of similar to the all new Mickey Mouse Club, which, you know, I loved. It had sketches and dance breaks and musical performances. And then at the end of the show, they had a special time like the Mickey Mouse Club also did. But somebody on the cast would yell, Reprise the theme song and roll the credits. <laughs> and then the cast would sing the opening theme a cappella. Oh, really? It always makes me so happy. I think we should play it here. All right. Whenever my life gets me so down, I know I can go down it. Down, to down, where the down, music down, and the fun never ends. As long as the music keeps playing, you know what I'm saying. I know that I can find a friend. Well, that was exciting. I showed it to Pete because, well, he had seen it when I posted it. But yeah. I refreshed his memory. It's always so fun. And do you remember, just because we grew up in the Christian world, do you remember a singer named Crystal Lewis? Uh, she was I think like so. blonde. I think she still had short hair when she, I mean, I don't know what she has now, but when she started out. Anyway, that's that blonde girl that you just saw. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So she was on there. And then a lot of them were in Newsies, the movie Newsies. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so what I love about this, the reason I'm talking about it really is because hundreds of people comment that they thought they were the only person who knew about it, that every time they bring it up to somebody, nobody (laughs) Nobody knows. knows. And I'm like, I hope you're all reading these comments because you're all saying the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? Which is one of the things that I love about running a nostalgic page, because especially when it's things that I felt that way about Mm -hmm. and then people have a big reaction to it. And I'm always just like, oh, it wasn't just me. These are my people, you know, (laughs) so I just kind of feel like it's like, welcome home. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Now I just want to watch the show in its entirety. (laughs) Is it on anywhere? I don't know. I know that a lot of the Nickelodeon shows are on Paramount Plus. Oh, okay. But I have not seen if Roundhouse is on there or not. I know, like, I I was watching some Hey Dude Mm -hmm. and Salute Your Shorts and um, Are You Afraid of the Dark? But I'm not sure if Roundhouse is there. I need to check, though. We'll check sometime. All right, so show and tell this week. Yes, this week we actually have Tori, who has sent us an audio recording of her show and tell. This is our second one, isn't it? Stacy, a different Stacy, had sent us a story that was an audio clip, but that wasn't Ah, show and tell. That's right. Is this our first one for show and tell then? I think so. I'm not sure. We may have had some others sent to us, and maybe this is the first that we're sharing. Okay. So here we go. Hi, Stacy and Pete. This is Tori from Long Island, New York, and I am 39 years old. Sorry about all the HMs, but you guys get it. 
So, my favorite 80s movies are St. Elmo's Fire, Heather's, Dirty Dancing, The Little Mermaid, Steel Magnolias, Adventures in Babysitting, and Troop Beverly Hills. Favorite 80s songs are Total Eclipse of the Heart, You Can Call Me Al, Under Pressure, I Just Can't Get Enough, Come On Eileen, I Think We're Alone Now, and Toy Soldiers. Favorite 90s movies are Empire Records, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Scream, Scream 2, Romeo and Juliet, Clueless, and Child's Play 2. Favorite 90s songs are The Sign, Shiny Happy People, More Than Words, Say It Ain't So, and All Over You. Favorite 80s TV shows, Full House, Golden Girls, Moon Dreamers, Zoobilee Zoo, and My Two Dads. Favorite 90s TV shows, Saved by the Bell, Dawson's Creek, Blossom, Dinosaurs, 90210, Friends, Hey Dude, and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Favorite toys were Baby All Gone, Little Miss Makeup, Magic Nursery Doll, My Little Pony, Puppy Surprise, and Dear Diary. Favorite games were Dream Phone, Mall Madness, Pretty Pretty Princess, and Girl Talk. My favorite place to go in the mall was definitely Hot Topic. As a teenager, I definitely went through that gothic phase. So I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for creating this podcast. I work in healthcare and going to work every day during the pandemic has been quite a struggle. Um, It was nice to be able to listen to you guys when I got out of work and remember all the things from my childhood that I completely forgot about and just, you know, forget about what was going on in the world for a little bit. So thank you for that. And thank you for what you guys are doing. You are comfort food to us kids. And uh, thank you. So I can't wait to see what you guys have in store in the future. And have a lovely day. Bye. Well, that was quite the list. I'm crying. You're crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crying. Thank you, Tori, for, first of all, the kind words and for working so hard through the pandemic. But also for all the HMs. Well done. I mean, that was an incredible list, by the way. I love that she had some stuff that I literally just talked about. And one of her favorite movies happens to be the movie that we're covering this week. That's right. Good call. It's so fun. I didn't even realize. I I knew that we had the clip and I waited to play it here for Pete as we were doing this. And it was a pleasant surprise. Yes, it was. Now let me pull myself together. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Tori. It's so nice to be able to hear your voice. Yes. And here's your reminder that you can send us audio recordings for show and tell or your nostalgic stories. You know, we love getting those. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com and we'll send you a questionnaire to fill out. Also, if you'd like to dive into even more nostalgia, you can come to any of our social media pages for lots more. We're on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. We're on TikTok at we don't want to grow up. 
We have a Facebook group called the Cozy Club dash fans of We Don't Want to Grow Up that you can join. Just answer a few questions and come meet some fellow nostalgia lovers. And if you'd like access to exclusive bonus episodes, early access to some regular episodes, or if you'd just like to throw a little extra support our way, you can become a member of our Patreon by going over to patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. Yes, and I would like to add that we are also doing a summer reading series on our Patreon. We are. Where Patreon members are voting between several summer editions of Babysitter's Club or Sweet Valley High. We'll be reading all through the summer. So if that sounds like something you'd be interested in, come on over. And if you enjoy the We Don't Want to Grow Up podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating and write us a nice little review if you have something nice to say. Now that we have a podcast, I make sure to rate and review all of the podcasts that I enjoy because I understand now how important that is. Not only does it help us out, but it's also encouraging to hear from you all. It's very encouraging. It reminds us why we're doing this and why we keep going. Because it is a lot of work and it takes up a whole lot of our time, a lot of our social time. I mean, I spend every day working on it. You do. You are fully employed by this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So come join us on Patreon. No, but seriously, it doesn't take long to just hit the five stars, say a little something nice if you like us. If you don't, why are you listening? I'm just kidding. (laughs) And now back to the show. So it's that time. Yes, it is. It's cookie time. (laughs) (laughs) This week we are covering Troop Beverly Hills. This was actually a lot of fun. I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about this movie. I wasn't sure either. It's not one I was like, oh, yeah, I get to go watch Troop Beverly Hills, but I had fun watching it. I've been wanting to do it since last summer. We just couldn't fit it in. Yeah. But it came out in 1989, so I was nine years old and definitely rented it or begged my sister to bring it home from the video store anytime I could. I can see how excited you would have been when she came through the door with it in the case, jumping up and down. (laughs) (laughs) See that blue box and be like, what is it? So it's a 1989 comedy, and it was directed by Jeff Canoe. The story is by Ava Austin Fries, who is also one of the producers. So Phyllis Neffler, Queen Phyllis Neffler, <laughs> is a Beverly Hills housewife who's in the middle of a divorce. And we follow her as she tries to prove to her soon-to-be ex and herself that she can focus and finish something that she starts by taking over her daughter's Wilderness Girls troop. Now their district leader, Velda, She does not like how Phyllis is leading her troop and feels that they should be disbanded. When the head of the Wilderness Girls organization disagrees, Velda tries to sabotage the troop and they continuously overcome despite her efforts. Yeah, they do. They do. They will not be held back. (laughs) So the cast, so many of the young girls went on to do a lot of great stuff. But first, we have Shelley Long as Phyllis Neffler. And Craig T. Nelson as Freddie Neffler, who is Phyllis's husband. An iconic duo. Yes. (laughs) Betty Thomas played Velda Plender. Mary Gross played Annie Herman. Jenny Lewis is Hannah Neffler, who's Phyllis and Freddie's daughter. Emily Shulman played Tiffany Honigman. I always have heard that people always confused Jenny and Emily because they were both redheaded child actors at the same time. And then they're both in this movie together. Right. Carla Gugino as Chica Barnfell. Aquilana Soriano played Lily Marsigan. That sounded like a fun name to say. Yes. 
Aquilana Soriano. Aquilana Soriano. I like it. It's like a spell in Harry Potter. <laughs> or Teen Witch. Or Teen Witch. <laughs> what would you do there? You'd fly through the water. Soriano Aquilana. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> Sorry, it took me a second. <laughs> Kelly Martin as Emily Coleman. Tasha Scott as Jasmine Shakar. Heather Hopper as Tessa de Blasio. Amy Foster as Claire Sprantz. Stephanie Beecham as Vicky Sprantz. Shelley Morrison as Rosa, who is Phyllis's housekeeper. And also, she famously played Rosario on Will and Grace. Yes. She sadly passed away in 2019. She was the best. Yeah. In both roles. Yes. Dinah Lacey was Cleo, Velda's daughter. Tori Spelling made her debut as Jamie. And Willie Garcon as Bruce, who sadly just passed away in 2021. He was our Stanny. Yeah, that was sad. I know. I mean, all all deaths are, but it was very sad to see Stanny go. I know. Well, and, and while they were in the middle of filming. Yeah. And just like that, they just had to write him off the show. I know. Oh, so upsetting. We have cameos by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Frankie Avalon and Annette Funicello. Frankie and Annette. I know. Dr. Joyce Brothers was on there. Robin Leach. <laughs> Cheech Marin. Ted McGinley. And Pia Zadora. It's time for some fun facts. Hooray! <laughs> so we found these on IMDb and an article by Roger Cormier on mental floss. So this film was partly based on the life of its producer, who we mentioned before, Ava Ostern Fries. She became the brownie leader of her seven-year-old daughter's Beverly Hills troupe. And when it rained on their first camping trip, they really did go to the Beverly Hills Hotel where they roasted marshmallows in front of the fireplaces. I love it so much. And her stories became a hit at dinner parties. Ava was inspired to write her stories down, and then we got the movie. I'm so glad she did. Yeah. So Disney actually made an offer to make the movie, but Ava turned them down because they wanted Bette Midler for the lead. Hmm. She just didn't think that she was right for it. So I'm glad she held out. I like Bette Midler, but I think Shelley Long was the better choice. Yeah, I mean, Bette can do anything, but also I can't imagine anyone other than Shelley Long in this role. Yeah. So Carla Gugino lied about her age, claiming to be 14 when she was actually 16 so she could get the part. After three weeks, she finally divulged her real age to the director. And by then it was too late. So, yeah, not only was Carla a good bit older than the other girls, but she was quite a bit taller. So production had to use a lot of tricks to try to mask the height difference. <laughs> She's in the back row and slouching during the dance numbers. And then in the scene when they're all on the floor in the living room for their troop meeting, the girls around her are sitting up on pillows try to even everybody out. I wonder how much taller she was than everybody. I mean, to me, it's still obvious that she's taller than everyone. But yeah. I mean, I just thought she was a tall girl. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the creator of Ren and Stimpy, John Crick Falusi, worked on the animated intro and specifically drew the Shelley Long character. I love that. Yeah. The writer of the legendary song Cookie Time, Hilary Shepard, made a cameo in the movie as the sales associate who sold Phyllis the dress with the quote unquote missing bead. So during the court scene, Phyllis explains that her new ensemble is a Van Runkle. This is a shout out to the costume designer for the movie, Theodore Van Runkle. That's fun. Yeah. So this was Betty Thomas's last role in a full length feature film. And Betty played Velda. Yeah. She would go on to direct and she actually directed the Brady Bunch movie in 95, which starred Shelley Long. Did it? Yeah. She played Carol Brady. Did she really? Yes. Wow. 
Speaking of the Brady Bunch, when Velda visits the Beverly Hills troop at the hotel and asks Phyllis, is this what you call roughing it? And Phyllis replies, one bathroom for nine people? Yes. <laughs> and that's just funny because Shelly later played Carol in the Brady Bunch movie in which nine people live in a house with one bathroom. They only had one bathroom? This what does the matter with that? This them? got me thinking. Also, like, Mike is an architect. Right. Why didn't he think about that? Everything I saw said that there was only the one like family bathroom and it was a Jack and Jill bathroom that was between the two kids rooms. But I'm pretty sure that when you would see the parents getting ready, it was also in that same bathroom. But I could be wrong. I looked a little, but I didn't look too hard. We had one bathroom for seven of us and that was rough. You did? Yes. They've since added a half bath. Oh, on the stairs. On the stairs. But when I was growing up, that was just a second stairway that we just made into a closet. I just realized that your parents' room is up. Yes, it's in the attic. So they had to come down and go to that bathroom. Yes. So the Girl Scouts refused to endorse the movie because they didn't like the way some Scouts were portrayed in the script. Well, their loss. It is their loss. It should have been the Girl Scouts. There are a lot of tie-ins like this, like with this big of a cast. But I just have to point out that Kelly Martin and Tori Spelling would later appear in another movie together as the leads, Death of a Cheerleader. It came out in 94. I loved this movie, but it was also terrifying. Was it? Yeah. And it was based on a true story. Oh, wow. Like a made-for-TV? or yes. Okay. Yeah. I think it was, you know, like where they did the movie of the week right. kind of thing. Yeah. This one and then the one with Candace Cameron and Fred Savage, no one would tell. Both of those. They shook you. Yes. <laughs> they really did. <laughs> now I want to watch those. <laughs> Let's watch them. I would love to watch them. Okay. So bouncing back to the animated opening, this is one of three films released in 89 to feature an animated title sequence. The other two are Christmas Vacation and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. And there are two other movies that I can think of that we've covered with animated openings that didn't come out this year, Mm -hmm. but Mannequin and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. We'll have to start keeping track of everyone. I know. And these are all movies that I love. It's kind of funny. Right. Oh, here's another one of those tie-ins. So Carla Gugino and Heather Hopper both appeared in Good Morning, Miss Bliss. And then Tori Spelling would later appear in the spinoff of Good Morning, Miss Bliss, Saved by the Bell, as Violet Bickerstaff. Was she? Yes. Remember, you know Violet. Oh, that's right. She was Screech's girlfriend. That's right. I forgot. She was nerdy, right? She had the braided pigtails and the glasses. (laughs) You throw some glasses on somebody and suddenly they're Screech's girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. Remember we did... That was when we did our Say by the Bell trivia, and I asked which actress from Beverly Hills 90210 starred on Saved by the Bell, and you guessed Gabriel Carteris. Gabriel Carteris. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with Gabrielle Carteris. <laughs> so Stephanie Beecham, who plays Vicki Spratz, who's Claire's mom, goes on to guest star a bunch of times as Dylan McKay's mom in Beverly Hills 90210. Yes. And I actually just listened to Tori and Stephanie chat about Troop Beverly Hills on the 9021 OMG podcast. Did you? hosted by Tori and Jenny. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. So Stephanie said that she was so impressed with Tori on the set of Troop Beverly Hills because she knew who she was, you know, and there was like a heat wave happening and the girls were passing out left and right. I'm assuming this is all like at the end sequence when they're out in Mm -hmm. in the woods and hiking and stuff. And Tori didn't receive any special treatment or act like she should be treated differently. 
you know, even though everyone knew she was Aaron Spelling's daughter. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. That is cool. Jenny Lewis, who played Hannah, co-founded the band Rilo Kylie and later became a solo musician. In 2015, she acknowledged Troop Beverly Hills in her music video for She's Not Me. Yes, it was so much fun. I actually just watched the video to see, and she's wearing the the Wilderness Girls uniform. Is she? Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. And she also did like a couple other things. Like she spoofed her episode when she was on the Golden Girls, and there were a couple other things that she had done. I thought that was fun to just kind of like pay homage to the things that people I'm sure always bring up to her, even though now she's, you know, a very successful musician, but people won't let her forget, you know, (laughs) all that stuff. Right. I also loved... There were a couple scenes that, because I know that she was in some Toys R Us commercials. She was in a lot of commercials when she was a kid, too. And I'm pretty sure that she's reenacting some of the commercials because there's one where she's riding a tricycle. And then there's one where she's sitting in like a mountain of teddy bears, like stuffed animals and stuff. Yeah. And she did that in the video, too. And I'm Uh pretty sure that that's from the Toys R Us commercials. I just thought that was a fun little tidbit. It is a fun little tidbit. And another fun tidbit. (laughs) (laughs) came up with the word tidbit i don't know it's an interesting word don't think about it because it'll just get weirder (laughs) it is getting weirder (laughs) so we both watched the reunion that they did in 2019 for the 30 year anniversary of troop beverly hills not everyone was there but many of them were and i loved it it actually made me teary and gave me some chills I thought it was fun. Like everybody just seemed to be having a good time thinking about it, talking about it and being together. It was a really cool reunion to see. It was. And even some of the ones that couldn't be there left like little video messages for them. Yeah, like Carla Gugino wasn't there, but she sent a video message. In. Yes. And a little fun fact to add here at the end. We found out that Shelly actually improvised the line, not until we sing Kumbaya during a table read. Well, she either improvised the line or she improvised the singing of it. Yeah. But either way, I love that like she added her own yeah. thing into it and they used it. Right. And it's such a memorable moment Mm -hmm. from the movie. So that's a lot of fun. Yes. And if you haven't seen that, just a quick Google search will lead you there. I think it was on Entertainment Tonight. Yeah, I think so. Mine flowed through uh, TikTok. Oh, but anyway, it's a lot of fun. It is. I keep saying it's a lot of fun, but it is a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of fun, our favorite moments, the most fun time of the entire show. It's the most fun. Bring in a little shag. That's right. Y'all. I'm wild. (laughs) Way out. Okay, sorry. Wrong movie. (laughs) Okay. My first favorite moment is kind of a long moment, right? (laughs) But it's all so good (laughs) that I have to include it all. So when the troop is going camping, when they're getting ready to go, Hannah sees her mom's luggage and she's like, Mom, I think we'll be back before winter. (laughs) It's an overnight camp out. And then Phyllis is like, In the wilderness of life, we can never be too prepared. Which made me laugh because that's how I feel when I go somewhere. Right. You never know. You might need 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend getaway. You might. You need options. I mean, the way that I want to say women, because I've seen so many women say it, but maybe men do it too. The way that we think we're going to poop our pants. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing I am good about, like I'm I'm an overpacker. I was just made fun of in December for how much stuff I brought for like a week long trip. Mm -hmm. But I do bring pretty much just what I need on that front. On that front? Underwear wise. I usually bring like one extra. That's it. Yeah. I mean, we do have other reasons to worry that we might need more, but like, I don't know. I just think that's funny. It's very relatable. Yeah. 
And then Phyllis is like, well, girls, are you ready to rough it? And then it cuts to all the girls with their luggage just leaning against limos. Yeah, <laughs> very Beverly Hills. <laughs> and Lion Sleeps Tonight starts to play. And then we see them camping. They're camping under the Hollywood sign. I mean, not directly under it, obviously. But Phyllis is on her lounge chair, smoking, drinking champagne. And they have these fancy tents that were set up for them. The girls are all reading magazines. Later, they make fondue. But then it starts to rain and it immediately gets super muddy. And this is where we get all the physical comedy of Shelley Long trying to get back to the tent with the girls and she's like falling down and ruins her fur coat and has to go back to get her hat. Well, the girls are just cheering her on, though. They are. They're just like, come on, come on. You can do it. (laughs) (laughs) And then when she gets there and they're like, can we just quit now? And this is where we get the line. Not until we sing Kumbaya. And then they start singing. And then you can still hear them singing as you see the limos pulling up to the Beverly Hills Hotel. (laughs) And then we see them by the fireplace and they're telling scary stories. And when it's Phyllis's turn, she tells them about her time at a salon. And then as he turned my chair around to face the mirror, I saw it. He permed me! All the girls screaming, and she's screaming too, and then she just like takes a big sip of her champagne, like just (laughs) proud that it worked. It scared them. Which, this all sounds like, you know, nonsense. Oh, this would never happen. It's so great to know this part in particular is based in reality. I know. It's the reason we have this movie, pretty much. It is, and it is such a very specific lifestyle that not many of us would ever get to experience. Right. And so to see it play out, but then also just to know that it actually really happened is is pretty cool. It is cool. But also, <laughs> he permed me. <laughs> oh, I definitely had a perm in my childhood that I wish that I could take back. It was a sweet perm. <laughs> It was terrible because it's also like I had short bangs and my whole head was permed. Like my bangs, I had this poof of shorter hair on the top of my head that was permed. And then the rest of it was it was almost like a mullet, except it was too frizzy to be a mullet because it was just this big, I don't know, bush on my head. It's ridiculous. I can remember when my older sister, Heather, came home after getting her hair permed. And I believe I made fun of her and called her a poodle. (laughs) I mean, perms were cool. Were they, though? Yes. Like every teenage girl at my sister's high school had a perm, which is why I wanted one. Yeah. Because they all had them. But they had like the cool bangs, like with the wave, you know, the one part curled down and the other part curled up. Right. And then the wings on the side. You know, we've talked about those. But I don't know. I don't know what they should have done with my bangs, but... Not what they did. Not what they did, because they were not able to be done in the cool way that my sister's was. Right. So I was very disappointed. It's funny you talk about those wings. What were we? Oh, we were watching Stranger Things, and we were questioning the authenticity of the haircuts and the hairstyles because nobody had like the straight up bangs or the wings. Yeah. I mean, some of it does look authentic, but then I just wish that they would do a better job with getting some of those kind of hairstyles right. Right. Because like you just don't see them. I feel like they try to do it with Mike and Nancy's mom with her the perm. Blonde perm. But I just wish like her perm is like kind of like what mine was where the bangs are curly too. Right. Like I wish that they would give her like the bangs that all the girls were wearing at that time. Yeah. It's like they ran into a wall kind of <laughs> like up in the air, like they're just tall. They were very high. I mean, the yeah. higher 
hair, the better. Right. But like full hairsprayed. Yep. I just wanted to see something like that. We're waiting for it. Maybe season five. Maybe. (laughs) All right. My first favorite moment. When Phyllis chucks all of Freddy's clothes out the window. It's so dramatic. And you know. (laughs) Problems have bubbled up to the surface if you are throwing somebody's clothes out the window. Yeah. Have you ever done that? No. No. Okay. No. Thankfully, I've never been mad enough to have to do that. That's right. You've never chucked my stuff out anywhere. No. (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't had to chuck yours out anywhere. That's good. It's a good thing. It is a good thing. (laughs) But obviously it happens because that's in so many movies. So obviously people do that in real life. Yeah. Okay, number two, which is actually probably my favorite overall, but I just went kind of in sequence of what happens in the movie. It's cookie time. Girls all come together and perform the song It's Cookie Time to sell cookies in the middle of Beverly Hills in front of Giorgio. And Jasmine is just belting owning it it out. Yes. Played by Tasha Scott. And Tasha actually sang a little bit of it on the reunion that we watched. Yeah. She still sounded amazing. She did. She was saying that people thought that she had always lip synced it, but it was real. Right. With her Tina Turner wig that she had on. <laughs> And that high note she hits, too. Impressive. Very impressive. But that song will get stuck in your head. It was stuck in my head earlier today, actually. Yeah. I was walking around the house whistling it and (laughs) singing it. (laughs) I love it. And then I love when they're they're walking in the spaga and they're like, cigars, cigarettes, cookies. (laughs) You have to say it with them. It's the best. And it is the number one thing. If I ever post about Troop Beverly Hills, it is the number one thing that people comment. Is it? It's cookie time. Yeah. Or they'll just do the little emoji of a cookie. Just a cookie. Yeah. That's fun. (laughs) All right. Number two on my list. On the Jasmine front, staying with Jasmine, Jasmine's purple car. That is absolutely the rock and roadster. Just purple. (laughs) Yeah. I love that car. It's great. I also love her speech to the officer about her father. Excuse me, officer. Don't you know who this man is? Now, daddy, shake the man's hand and let's be on our way. It's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) And number three, we'll just play it right here. Five, six, seven, eight. We're the girls from Beverly Hills. One, two, three, four. Shopping was our greatest skill. Five, six. After all is said and done. One, two, three, four. Beverly Hills is number one. Five, six, seven, eight. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. Beverly Hills, what a thrill. I mean, we could just keep going Good. all day. Between this and cookie time, just keep <laughs> rotating back and forth. Just I an love echo it. chamber. Just it, It's constantly going, both of them. I mean, you can't. You can't help but just want to join in and be a part of the troop. All right. My final one. 
Phyllis's entrance into the troop leader orientation or whatever it is. I think it's an orientation. She's got her fabulously remade troop leader outfit. Designer. Designer with the long coat. She's smoking her cigarette on like a cigarette holder. Her hair's all, yeah, like she had like a long red cigarette holder. Her hair's all done up. She's got heels on and she causes quite the ruckus when she comes in there. She does. That part really made me laugh. Yeah, it's good stuff. We already had HMs. HMs. Okay. So at the beginning when, I don't know if it's like the board of wilderness girls or whatever it is, but they're reading Phyllis's application. Right. Okay. Because they need a new troop leader for Beverly Hills. And it's our introduction to the character of Phyllis, right? So I love how it's like age, not applicable, (laughs) marriage, shaky, her interests, community affairs. And then we, we see her gossiping with her friends. Right. She prides herself on being honest, resourceful, and thrifty. And this is when we see her get the price down from 5600 to 5000 by claiming that there's a missing bead. But there actually isn't. She's there isn't. She's tricking her. Right. She loves animals. And this is where we see her kissing a frog made of jewels. <laughs> you know, she's just like, I'm going to kiss you, froggy. I'm going to make you a handsome prince. And then I love how she's like, this girl sounds like she's got wilderness girl written all over her. Approved. Approved. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My first HM. We're talking about them being in the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yes. So Tiffany's telling us a scary story and we get the part. Who's got my golden arm? Which I just love. (laughs) And then I love this part, too, when they always end it with like a boo moment and like all the girls scream. Shelly Long screams. And I I don't know if she like dumps her champagne, but I don't know. That was very reminiscent of scary stories back in the day. Yeah. Campfire stories. Yes. A lot of times I'd be sleeping over at like a friend's house. And that's when we tell scary stories. Yes. It's always fun. Yeah. And frightening. It's fun until you have to go to bed. (laughs) My next HM, I love the whole montage where the girls have to get their patches. And my favorite is the dancing one where Phyllis is teaching all the girls all the different dances, like the frug, the pony, the mashed potato, twist, the Freddy. Do the Freddy. (laughs) And I love how she's like, I I get the irony on this one, you know, (laughs) Uh, because her soon to be ex is Freddy. But I love how these dances are all from the 60s. So it's like kids today learning dances from the 90s, basically. Oh, it would be, yeah. Most of them were from the early 60s, and this mm-hmm. was like 1989. So it's kind of close. Nearly 30 years later. Yeah. So it would be like little kids today learning the Running Man and the Roger Rabbit, <laughs> yeah. and the Macarena, all kinds of good stuff. The Sprinkler. The Sprinkler. <laughs> <laughs> also, all of the girls' outfits and their hair is just so on point for a preteen girl at that time. Yeah. I know because I was one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it always makes me happy to see. This is a real quick one, so I'm going to do two in a row, but... I love the mustache waxing lady and her maniacal laugh after she rips the mustache thing off of Annie. Yeah. (laughs) She just sounds so evil. Next up, the lifesaver joke. When Lisa falls off the boat into the water and they say, throw her a lifesaver. And Phyllis is like looking through her purse. She's like, does she want butterscotch or something? Mint, I think. Mint, yeah. But (laughs) I feel like that was a very common joke for the time and a joke I myself, I think, tried to tell a few times. So (laughs) I identify with that joke. I also like how she's like, she'll be fine. Silicone floats. Silicone is buoyant. (laughs) So classic line, when the girls have to give up their patches that they work so hard on and Rosa speaks up and she says, Patches, 
We don't need no stinking batches. It's so empowering. Yes. You're just like, yes. But we also learned that this was similar to a line of dialogue from the 1948 film, The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Here's a clip. Batches. We ain't got no batches. We don't need no batches. I don't have to show you any stinking batches. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was fun. I had it no is. idea. Yeah, that is fun. All right, my final HM. When Phyllis tosses that drink into Freddy's face, stands up and storms off, Right into the pool. I mean, face first. They're at this very elegant party. She has on this amazing dress. Her hair is perfect. Boom, right into the pool. At first, she thinks she's drowning. But then she realizes she can stand up. She just collects her dress and regally walks out of the pool like nothing happened. (laughs) Triumphant. Can't face her. And I do like the part right after and Freddie's looking around. He's like, we're going through a divorce. And everybody's like, oh, My final HM, at the beginning of the movie, when Phyllis pulls up to the house, we see the house for the first time, and the gardener's there, and she's getting out of the car, and he's like, your hat is fabulous, Mrs. Neffler. She's like, thank you, so is yours. And you see that he's got, like, his son hat on, you know, he's like, hey, thanks. (laughs) I just like that because... You know, we're seeing that she's this rich Beverly Hills wife, but we're also seeing that she's a kind person. Right. Because I, I don't know that every single one of those people would be speaking to the gardener like that, like their their friend. Exactly. You know. Oh, is that it? No, it's not. We got a couple more things. We have our things that we noticed section. Yes, this is our new thing. Things that we noticed that are telling of the time. Yes. My first one, Phyllis's pajamas. <laughs> they are very pink, very satin and absolutely fabulous. I mean, I would wear them now. Yeah. She's got fur all over it and stuff. Well, it's, I wouldn't do that. Well, well it's, unless it's faux. I think it's faux fur, probably. In 1989. Yeah, it was probably real fur. <laughs> yeah. My first one, just the house with all the clear blocked walls and windows everywhere. Yeah. The colors, the mauve, the teal, the lavender in their bedrooms and everywhere, really. And also, I noticed that those are the same colors that are in her fabulous dress that she's wearing at the party when she falls into the pool. I love that dress, by the way. It's just a little more pastel yes. in the dress form. She's got a theme going on. There is a theme. I noticed the fringe brown leather pants. Oh, who I was wearing Phyllis those? I think Phyllis had those on. Did she? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they were out and about in the woods. Mm-hmm. Yep. I knew a lot of people with fringe brown leather pants. Oh. Back in the day. Lucky. <laughs> Speaking of fashion, also like the scrunchies that the girls were wearing, the denim on denim. Kelly Martin's character has this blossom hat, basically the white hat with the big flower on mm-hmm. it, which I actually found out that Jenny Lewis still has that hat. Does she? She's like, I don't know why I have it, but I have it. <laughs> <laughs> From the movie? Yes. Oh, that's fun. I know. All right. My final thing that I noticed was Shelley Long's hair. How could you not notice that? You have to notice it. It's always incredible. Yes. It's just so, you know, big and curly and colorful. Well done, Shelly. <laughs> colorful. It is colorful. She does have beautiful strawberry blonde hair in this movie. Yeah. Right? Like I don't know. Is that her actual or was it her hair color? I mean, it's not that color in any other of her movies that I recall. What about um, The not, Money Pit? I thought she not, had red hair. No. Hmm. Okay. It's more of a like a dirty blonde in The Money Pit. I'm okay. pretty sure. All right. Well, I like it in this movie. I like it too. Stands out. 
I had quite a few other things, but just little references to there's a point where they're like, thank you, Phil Donahue. I saw it on Oprah. <laughs> like, those are just things you wouldn't hear people say today. Right. Um, the girls are watching Pee Wee's Playhouse in the morning at the hotel. They were. I just have to note that we realized, you know, Tori Spelling looks so young in this movie. But this movie came out in 1989. Beverly Hills 90210 came out in 1990. Right. That blew my mind. Now, they maybe they took a little while to film this and it was like 88. I'm sure they were filming it in 88. Yeah. So that may be a two-year gap, but, but that still. that is a huge difference. Now, granted, all they had to do, I guess, was bleach her hair blonde and put some teenage type clothes on her. We did only see her in her wilderness girls uniform, really. That's true. But like, I don't know. She looks like she's like 11 and Troop Beverly Hills. And then she's meant to be 15 or 16 and Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, it was quite the jump. Yeah. Jane Fonda is on the kitchen TV when Phyllis is trying to open the jar of mayo. Because at first you just hear it and you think that Phyllis is actually doing the workout. But then you see that the noise she's making is because she's trying to get the (laughs) mayo open. Right. But also just Jane Fonda and her workouts. I definitely, my mom used to do them and I used to like stand behind her and do it with her. Yeah. Yeah. We already mentioned Robin Leach, but that's just so 80s and 90s. Absolutely. And I 80s love to me. when he's like, khaki wishes and cookie dreams. Khaki wishes and cookie dreams. And I told you how I saw him in Vegas, right? Yes. At that party. Mm-hmm. Have I said that on the podcast? That he was there? Yeah. I don't know that we said that he was there, but well, we've, got, we've got a lot of content. So honestly, I, know. I don't so know. So really quickly, in case you're new and haven't listened to all the episodes, in the year 2000, I... <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's do that. Let me start. In the year 2000. <laughs> I didn't even realize. I, I just fell right into that one. Uh, I was in Vegas with a friend and she knew the R&B singer Joe. And we ended up meeting up with him and his manager and going to Billboard Awards after parties. So we went to like a Jive Records after party and Cisco of the Thong Song fame. We went to one of his parties. At the Jive Records party, I looked over and Robin Leach is there with a film crew. And there's a light on him and he is filming something. But it was after Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. I don't know when it ended. I mean, mm. I wasn't watching it anymore in the year 2000, <laughs> but he was there. And then it was driving me crazy because I was like, oh, I wanted to find whatever it was that he was filming because I was like, you know, that's a moment in time where I was there. What if I was in the background? Right. You know, and there were a lot of famous people there at that party. So I didn't know what was happening, <laughs> but I was there while what I thought was the lifestyles of the rich and famous being filmed. That ended in 95. Oh, so what was it then? He had to have an- another special he was filming because he was still doing stuff. It just, they ended that show. I need to research and see what he was you filming do. in 2000. Right. That could be like some golden content for me. It could be. What if I'm like walking in the background with Joe? That would be incredible. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay. You've got to find I've it. I've got to find it. If anybody finds it, let me know. <laughs> also, in Hannah's bedroom, we have the George Michael poster. At one point, Hannah and her dad are playing Nintendo. Yeah, I think they were playing RBI baseball, yeah. I think. And also, Hannah is drinking Diet Coke <laughs> as a kid. I used to hate, 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 hate Diet Coke. We also had caffeine-free yes. Diet Coke, the gold cans yep. at my dad's house, and I despised them. My dad was a very big Diet Coke drinker, yeah. and occasionally, if we didn't have anything else, I would drink Diet Coke. But also, I feel like back then, it was encouraged like for little kids to even drink it. Yeah. 
that was also the rage of like the fat free and, and all that kind of stuff in kids. Right. But it's like now we know that that's not the healthiest option yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> that you're just giving aspartame to little kids. Yeah. And I mean, we were advertising, you know, how much fun McDonald's is because you can go there and get a toy. Right. And eat, you know, 4000 calories. Exactly. But, you know, you have the Beverly Hills moms that are like, here, honey, drink a Diet Coke. Have a Diet Coke. <laughs> All right, now we've done the movie. Are you excited? Are you happy? Are you pleased? I am pleased. I don't really want to be done talking about it. I know. Well, listen, we've talked about follow-up episodes, doing like, you know, the we missed episodes. Yeah. Uh, And listen, we can definitely do one for here, too, because I'm sure there's something we missed. What was it called? After Real World and Road Rules and The Challenge, they would then show an episode almost between like the final and the reunion they would do an episode called The Shit We Should Have Shown. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what this... That's what it's going to be. Is going to be. Because yeah. I was thinking recently, and we, we watched Dazed and Confused, and I was like, there's so many things that I know that either we messed up on or we forgot to talk about because we were trying to squeeze it in with another show. And right. it was just a lot. I'm like, I would like to revisit some of the older stuff that we did. Same here. So maybe we'll get around to that one day. We'll do it after the break that's coming. There's a break coming, people. I don't know. I don't know when when the break's coming. I don't know. I don't see it happening. We are taking a break. (laughs) We're on a break. Yeah, we'll take it like Christmas. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, since we're in the summer, summertime, and we did this after uh, the last movie we covered, thought it'd be fun to talk about the other summer movies from 1989. Huge list. Yeah, it's a great list. Let's see. How many have we covered on this? One? (laughs) And one. No, one. Oh, we're about to do two. And we're going to do two. We're not going to tell you which one on this list we're going to do, That's but we've right. actually watched one of these and we're about ready to cover it. Yes. We should have a, everybody should guess which one they think we're going to cover. <laughs> All right. Starting the list off, the one that we have covered, Batman. Then we have Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Lethal Weapon 2. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ghostbusters 2. We have covered the original Ghostbusters. Yes. Dead Poet Society. When Harry Met Sally. Parenthood. Field of Dreams. Turner and Hooch. Which I think is hilarious. I loved that movie. I I saw it at the theater and the drive-in. Oh, nice. Star Trek V, The Final Frontier. Did you hear that they're re-releasing The Wrath of Khan in theaters this summer? I did not. I'm going to go see it. All right. Well, we're going to go see it. No, but you have fun. We're going to go see it. Why would I go see that? Because I want you to. Love you, but that's not good enough. Next on the list. (laughs) The Karate Kid Part 3. Uncle Buck. I loved Uncle Buck. Yes. License to Kill. Weekend at Bernie's. And Roadhouse. Roadhouse. All good ones. Yes. Well, mostly. Great summer. (laughs) Great summer for movie. The summer of 89. The summer of 89. You trying to one-up me there? Yeah. I think I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I just did. You really got me with the <laughs> All right. Take care. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Hey, I said bye. It's my turn to say bye. Bye. <laughs>